All You Need To Know, the NDTV Profit Podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the Daily Morning Update from NDTV Profit and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 30th of January. It's going to be a busy three days for global markets. For us here in India, of course, we're looking forward to the union budget on Thursday. But in the US, from today to Thursday, you'll have companies with a market value of over $10 trillion posting their results. That's Microsoft, Alphabet, Meta Platforms, Amazon and Apple. And just in case you forgot, there's also the outcome of the Federal Open Market Committee's meeting where Fed Chair Jerome Powell is expected to announce a status quo in policy rates. But more importantly, we're waiting for any indication of the course of monetary policy over the course of 2024. Now, back home in the top news, you have Bajaj Finance earnings to take into account. It has reported a rise in net profit in the third quarter on the back of higher revenue from operations. The company's standalone bottom line rose as much as 21% on a year-on-year basis to about 3,177 crore rupees for the quarter ended December. That was below consensus estimates. The company's core income grew as much as 30%, but non-performing assets have risen quite substantially as a percentage of loans. It stood at 1.18% at the end of the quarter, up from 0.9% earlier. ITC has also reported its quarter performance and its net profit has risen, beating analyst expectations. But the pace of revenue growth has slowed on account of weakness in the farm and paper businesses. The company's standalone net profit increased 11% to 5,572 crore rupees and its top line grew about 2% on a year-on-year basis to close to 16,500 crore rupees. Now there's more earnings to talk about but Neeraj will tell you about a few and of course you'll find more details on the website ndtvprofit.com. Now, in other news, Baiju's has announced that it is set to raise $200 million or about 1,600 crore rupees through a rights issue at a steep valuation haircut. That's as the EdTech pulls out all the stops to navigate several legal and financial challenges. The proposed rights issue by Think and Learn aims to fund the ongoing capital expenditure and support general corporate purposes, according to the statement that was issued yesterday. The company is now being valued at around $225 million, which is a massive cut from its valuation of close to $22 billion earlier. In international news, the US wants cloud service providers such as Amazon and Microsoft to identify foreign clients that are developing artificial intelligence applications on their platforms. This includes disclosing names and IP addresses. If they are implemented, Washington could use those requirements to choke off a major avenue by which Chinese firms may get access to data centers and servers crucial to training and hosting AI. U.S. firms are worried that such restrictions could risk disadvantaging U.S. firms. That's a Bloomberg report. Now, here's something that many of you would think is from a futuristic science fiction novel. Elon Musk has said that the first human patient has received a brain implant from his startup Neuralink Corp. In a post on X, Musk has said that the patient is recovering well and that initial results are promising. Neuralink's brain implant 
in case you didn't know, aims to help people with traumatic injuries operate computers using only their thoughts. In May, the company said that it had received approval from the US Food and Drug Administration to conduct its first human trials. Late last year, the company said it was recruiting patients with quadriplegia due to cervical spinal cord injury or ALS for the trial. Now, in international markets, bond yields came off further in the US. And that's because the U.S. Treasury reduced its estimate for federal borrowing for the current quarter. That was unexpected by dealers. The Treasury Department said that it now expects $760 billion in net borrowing for the January to March quarter, down from the previous prediction of $816 billion that was released in late October. That's also a Bloomberg report. The bond yield, by the way, on the 10-year Treasury has fallen to below 4.1%. US stocks gain as they normally do when bond yields fall, with the Dow ending about 0.6% higher and the S&P 500 closing about three quarters of a percent up. The Nasdaq gained over a percent. And in the Asia-Pacific region, you have all three early risers that have started positive. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. How's it looking today? Good morning, Alex. Well, um, it's a it's a follow up day of trade, if you will, because global markets uh, are doing well, and Indian markets get a fresh leg up by the gains in global markets as well as the gain in the upstream oil companies. So I think that is what is aiding the market mood. So all through the month of January, we've seen FI selling rebalancing of emerging markets versus China. I think from an Indian markets perspective. Maybe because of the Bihar election verdict or the fact that the policy continuity now gets more predictable because of chinks in the armor of the opposition India bloc, INDIA bloc rather. So I think uh, that is what is probably giving a bit of, gave a bit of a leg up yesterday to our markets. But I think upstream oil now were the key reason and global markets continue to do well, might only aid. Keep in mind that VIX is higher across most markets and asset classes, including currency markets. So yesterday, while we had a great day, volatility was up massively, the VIX index. It's it's not very usual, but uh, for to be so high, but nevertheless, uh, did well. The, the interesting bit is if we're seeing, while power stocks are seeing a comeback at every market correction, yesterday was no different. Dealing rooms are now talking about gains in shipping, engineering, telecom stocks. So I think that is something to watch out for. What also stood out for me was the Maricocon call, a takeaway, wherein they mentioned that the current consumption growth pattern, which is resembling a K-shaped, has widened the gap between general trade and organized trade. The general trade now faces low growth, rising costs and challenges in profitability and liquidity. What is true for Marico might be true for others. And therefore, watch out for anything which is in organized retail as a stock pet versus general trade. I think that's the limited point I was trying to make. Now, stocks to watch today, aside of the usuals, which is Petronet, LNG, Bajaj Finance, uh, all of which uh, will so show some reactions. BAF was marginally lower than what the street was working with. So that's to be kept in mind. Petronet, LNG actually had a good set of numbers, you have to admit. So that is something uh, to keep in mind as well, that uh, is a good performance in the quarter. Uh, and also look at telecom stocks because Vodafone has shown better ARPUs, uh, some cash flows um, helping the stock as well. So that's to be kept in mind. Uh, that's a key name. 
ITC was well below estimates and therefore the stock might well have a reaction despite the dividend that has been announced. Piramal had some chinks, um, but the strength was seen in Marico because of the uh, operational metrics and Venus pipes uh, had, a, had a decent number as well. So watch out for these things uh, in particular. Then specific names uh, that stood out for me at the smaller end. Well, uh, NTPC had a weak performance operationally and therefore could see some bit of a uh, a downtick, if you will. JP Power Ventures, on the other hand, small stock, actually 11,000 crores, so not very small, but fabulous performance. I mean, margins have improved, bad dramatically higher versus a loss of last year. 172 crores bad versus a loss of 218 crores. Just goes to show everything in this space has actually turned around in a big way. Indocount Industries had a forgettable quarter. Revenues were up. PAT was up, but everything was below estimates. Margins at 14.6% was below estimates of 17.7% of Bloomberg. So I think this stock might see a corrective move. AMC stocks, UTI AMC saw weak uh, AUM growth with declining yields. PBT was down 7%. At the Tibilla, Sun Life AMC saw weakness in fresh flows and higher cost to income ratio, dragging core earnings. Uh, even though reported numbers for some of these looked okay, Nippon Life was maybe slightly different, but these two certainly looking a bit of a drag. And from amongst the brokerage notes, I think the city note on Interglobe Aviation looked interesting. Target price has been raised to 3,400. Uh, they are increasing the target EV2 sales multiple to 2.3 from 2.2x. And uh, I, I think estimates uh, for the year ahead, FY26, they believe EBITDA will probably go up by 9 to 10% over the next two years. So therefore, watch out for this one as well. A lot of other stocks as too. But obviously, the list will be very long. So these are the ones that really stood out for me. Uh, there were some stocks in news, the likes of PNB, which has approved raising funds, or Krishna Diagnostics, which has backed a contract from Maharashtra for providing MRI scan and CT scan services in 17 districts, or Suntech Realty, which will develop uh, projects in Mumbai, MMR region, with a gross development value of 3,000 crores. So even these could be in focus. With this, it's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.